Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cereal and Beer. Yes, welcome to a non-lost uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, so last last month uh, we recorded, and the recording got lost, and so, yeah, so no one will know what we said. And it's too bad because it was our best episode. By I far. know. <laughs> All the tea that was spilled, oh, oh. man. Yeah, it was an excellent episode, but now y'all will never know about it, so. That's right. Think of it as like a Buddhist parable. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, so we're in August now, uh, and it's pretty hot uh, out here. So how about over there? Well, it is a state known for its heat. We've been having extreme heat warnings, and so I have gone into an existential crisis thinking, so this is how it's going to go from here on out, where 100 degrees is just going to be as is, and you can't go outside, and we're going to all become nocturnal. Is this the life we're going to just, you know, be accustomed to? Mm. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, like, I would buy real estate, like, north, like, like in Hokkaido and like Canada, well, maybe not Canada since half of it's burning, but um, yeah, you know, <laughs> someplace <laughs> cooler. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel you, man. It's just like, um, like a good friend of mine um, is, uh, he just bought a condo in Miami. I'm just like, you gotta enjoy that before it's underwater, man. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But, it's also gonna be the end of summer uh, next month, and just like officially, yeah. But I'm sure we're gonna have a hot Halloween. Hmm. Yeah. Not looking forward to that. Uh, having a warm Halloween would be nice, but other than that, not a fan. Hmm. But I do yeah. like Halloween. Well, like I think jack lanterns will be uh, won't last very long. If it's hot, true. So, I want... mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know if I, I probably told you about this uh, before, but my, my old roommate, he made a, a jack o' lantern and he put it on our kitchen counter, and it was there for quite a while, um, <laughs> and so like you know around November, the end of November, is like you know we should probably get rid of this, um, <laughs> and so you know he's like yeah yeah okay, so he goes to pick it up. And we can't pick it up because it's so soft. It like it all just collapses in, in itself. <laughs> like the juices start like like just going all over the counter. It was just it was gross. It was the worst thing ever. It smelled bad. Uh, it was yeah. It was horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. So basically, basically, nature gave you that trick for trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, gross. But, you know, when I was a kid doing, like, trick-or-treating, it was like, my mom would be like, wear a jacket. I'm like, no! You know, Casey mm. doesn't wear a jacket outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I guess everybody can wear less clothing this year. Really fun. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a... Some uh, topics to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll start it off with news. 
Um, so this is not new news, but uh, it was in the news, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it was about this uh, Ukrainian fencer, and uh, she was facing a Russian fencer, and uh, she won. And at the end, uh, the Russian fencer wanted to give her a handshake, you know, you know good, good uh-huh. match kind of thing. Uh-huh. And she wasn't having that, and she's like, nah. And, but, like, because, you know, and, and she's like, I will, like, touch swords with you, which had become an accepted form of, you know, exchange uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, I'll touch swords with you. And he was like, nah. Or she, like, the other opponent, she was like, nah, yeah. I want to shake hands. And the Ukrainian was like, nah. And then Ooh. just left, right? Ooh. And so, and then the Russian, like, <laughs> complains to the officials. And then the, the Ukrainian got, like, penalized for it. Mm. Oh, I want your take on that. Like, so, obviously, you know, the, the reason she didn't want to shake hands was because of the war and all that stuff. And, uh-huh. and, you know, she said that I didn't want pictures of me shaking hands with this person. Because, you know, like, mm. I, I'm just, you know, people back home would give me so much flack and all that. And, and she's just like, I'm not having that. So, you know, she offered to touch swords with the other person, you know, as, as a gesture. But, uh, but it, it was really, I guess, in the fencing world, it's a huge snub because the idea is that, you know, like fencing, it's, you know, for lack of a better word, mortal combat, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, you're, you're <laughs> traditionally you'd be attacking the other person and like maybe killing them or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. And so the fact that after it's done, you could say, yeah, you know, this was just a sport, um, you know, no hard feelings. We were just, you know, uh, we were both participating in a sport and I wasn't trying to kill you. Uh, you know, it's important to do the handshake afterwards is what, you know, the news outlets have been talking about. And so, you know, people were on both sides of the debate where, oh, well, she, she should have given a handshake because sports should be more than you know, political ongoings and whatever. And mm. there are other people that said, nah, dude, like, man, I wouldn't be able to do that. Because, you know, mm. Russians are you know, going around killing people in Ukraine with, with the war and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know. Well, what's your take on that? Well, so this is a really interesting one. On one hand, that's good COVID protocol. I mean, we're <laughs> <laughs> COVID cases going on, so there's that. <laughs> Also, to her credit, um, I also don't enjoy shaking hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. Right? Yeah. It's just like, I, I do it because people expect it and people get all like mad at me if I don't. Yeah. So I'm like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I reluctantly do it. Yeah. Um, like, I think also, that's where bowing is so much better. But like, I, I'm, a, I'm a bowing snob. I will not bow to a non-Asian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. That, that made me a big... I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> our thing, man. We, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I can understand it. But, like, and also, like, like... Because during uh, when when Obama came to Japan mm-hmm. to the emperor, like everybody was giving him all sorts of flack for that. So exactly, yeah, don't want that drama. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> to wit, 
and just like, I get what she what she's like, you know, I need to protect my reputation because everybody and them, and their dog is gonna yell at me mm. on the internet if yeah. I shake her hand. So the, I unfortunately we do live in that world. And on the other hand, it is kind of a bad look to be like, okay, politics over, you know, over civility, and that you know the Russian fencer doesn't represent the country of Russia. She herself didn't go and, and you know launch a missile at that at Ukraine. So yeah. there's that, mm. and also like it is like it's kind of the Olympic spirit where it's like mm-hmm. you know we're trying to rise above that, mm-hmm. and like you know know that there can be a like a, a symbol of of civility and a hope for peace in the future. So there, mm. they, that's also consideration. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I empathize with the Ukrainian fencer, Ooh. but I. To be an optimist for once, I think that having some sort of a friendly gesture, touching swords or something, take a picture to get, or just, I don't know, like something like a, like a goodwill gesture, maybe not the handshake, but something should have been done. Well, just she, being like, she, she was the one who offered to touch swords. Okay, okay. And the, so the Russian like, wanted, the, yeah, the Russian wanted the handshake, and she was like, nah, but I'll touch swords with you. And then the Russian was like, nah, I want a handshake. And she's like, no. <laughs> oh man, good that a fist bump or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so failed negotiations. Hmm. And like, it it's not an easy it's not an easy one. But I would say that you know I. Uh, yeah, it's I can see both both sides, and I don't know. I think because the Ukrainian offered a compromise. I, like, you know, I'm a little leaning towards her side. Hmm. How about you? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, and I guess this is where my bias comes in as well, because, like, yeah, because the other person's Russian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, like, I do think, well... Like, and there are people later that were saying, oh, well, you know, the Russian was trying to set her up and stuff like that. And, oh, you know, come on. <laughs> because, well, but, because, and the, the evidence they point to was that she complained afterwards to the official in order to penalize the Ukrainian. So oh. That, that's kind of messed up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. even if the other person dogged me, I'd just be like, okay, well, uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just walk off in your own corner and that's it. Right. Like, you know, you know, go, go run to the official and be like, oh, she didn't shake my hand. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> that does make it worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that there could have been better results and better actions done by both sides. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the touching swords was a, was a good compromise. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess the Russian wasn't having it, so... And, and sorry, I don't know the names. Like, well, we're just calling them Russian names. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. For, for a minute, I was imagining, like, Americans, like, touching guns. But, you know, I recently saw a video on, uh, you know, shooting uh, in the air, like how... Uh-huh. Uh, People like will just shoot guns in the air to celebrate or whatever, and uh, and are the bullets that come down like after you shoot it in the air and the bullets come down is that like a problem? 
And uh, in fact, it is a big problem. <laughs> so <laughs> you shouldn't be shooting your gun in the air because you know what goes up must come down. And absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. the shape of the bullet and all of that. Uh, well, and, and actually, it found that um, that gun uh, that injury. What? How does it said? Gun injuries by falling bullets uh, are more severe than shooting incidents. Yes. Yeah, because like you know the bullet comes down and then it hits you on the top of your head, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. As where like you're shooting at someone, you like hit him in the arm or something. So it found that people that got hurt or injured by falling bullets died at a higher rate than people that just got shot and you know in the arm or whatever. Man. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. And then, like, they had, they gave specific examples. It's like, oh, well, there's this, uh, there's a soccer match, and afterwards everybody ran out and shot their guns in the air, and then, like, four people died, and, like, 17, 17 people got injured. It's like, ooh. <laughs> what a stupid thing to do. That's always been a, uh, that's always been an insane thing. I've never understood why people do it, and it shouldn't yeah. be. You know, it's like, Number one is, you know, it's probably illegal to, you know, discharge your gun. And I know it's, I know it's not just America that does it. And, like, that's a waste of bullets. And, like, how, you know, we also live in a country with, like, insane amount of gun violence. We're like, oh, my God, somebody's shooting. Better shoot him. Mm. You know? Well, you know, uh, some, like, a girl died because of, like, someone shooting in the air. And so they had actually made a law where it's, like, you yeah, don't shoot your gun in the air. <laughs> yeah, so they, they made a law after her. Um, and it's named after her, so um, yay progress. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we have to do something like this. <laughs> we can't have anything nice at all. <laughs> um, so before the podcast, we were talking about other stories. I, I'll do this one real quick because I thought of a better story. And that um, I was watching an MMA match uh, last night, and there was a fighter who was Japanese, and it said that he gave up his citizenship to fight for the Czech Republic. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's real serious, man. <laughs> like, being able to give up your citizenship to fight for another country, like, this got to be more of a story. Because um, I remember, like, way back in the day, there was a Chinese gymnast who gave up his Chinese citizenship to to what I think um inform for Lithuania or something or Luxembourg mm. and I'm like oof but I think he also got married to a woman there like okay mm. that makes sense mm. but yeah I don't know there's not much that story but a better story I'll think about is the Women's World Cup have you seen any of it no I, I don't really watch sports at all so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that I get that but um, yeah, the women's team didn't make it too far. The women's team has been dominant for so long, and it was a really disappointing run. And um, people are saying like it's the man, the um, the manager or the coach that you know was to blame because they have an all-star uh, lineup. And it got political, of course, because everything's political. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, some conservatives were like, oh, these liberal women, they get, you know, this is what happens when they're woke, they get, you know, they, they lose. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I'm sure this, I'm sure you're probably 
games. We need to determine that. And then they, they didn't. They never acknowledged when they won in the past, like and how they're incredibly dominant. And so I thought it was incredibly silly. And so I, why would they even think that way? And then um, it all, they also talked about. Um, uh, like, I heard another thing about transgender people um, doing you know, getting into sports, and someone pointed out was like, since when did most conservative men care about women's sports whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I, she's like, I dare them to name three WNBA teams, mm. <laughs> and yeah. I think they have. I think they had a great point. I was like, they do not care about women's sports whatsoever, mm. and like, and like. They didn't get, and like the women within sports, I haven't heard anything from them. Are they okay with it? They don't. Mm-hmm. So, and it's so strange. And then they also said like, okay, let's say a transgender person gets in there, and for they also had this chauvinist thinking that just because they're you know at birth a man, they can automatically win. Mm-hmm. What if they're just mediocre, or what if they suck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then where's your argument? <laughs> so I thought it was so silly um, and just so interesting to think about things like that uh, uh, given this new kind of viewpoint I mean what's your take on it yeah you know I think it is I think it is a difficult issue and this is uh, one of the things that we talked about last time as well and I think one of the things that uh, we had mentioned was that uh, it's hard to actually have a, a discussion about it uh, about gender issues uh, because if you say anything like kind of against uh, like oh I don't think transgender people should be in sports or you know I don't think they should be able or they should have their own league or if you say something like that everyone's gonna be like oh man you're you're like transphobic and then it just like shuts down the conversation uh, and so it's hard to have good faith conversations uh, and I think we had mentioned that last in the last episode um, but yeah. You know, I do think it is kind of, it, it's it's a hard, uh, well, it, it's, yeah, I have difficulty with it because, like, on the one hand, I know that in sports there are enough other genetic factors that give people advantages, so like, you know, height and things like that, mm-hmm. or like, you know, if you say that the testosterone uh, having a, or having a high level of testosterone uh, lets you build muscle easier or whatever, then, like, even within women, uh, there are different levels. And so, you know, is it fair to have, like, a woman with, you know, higher levels of testosterone be able to compete with people lower and, you know, this and that. So, like, it's not even just gender, but there are a lot of different genetic factors that allow people to succeed or give people advantages in sports. Uh, so, you know... So, I mean, it wouldn't just be, uh, you know, gender. So, mm-hmm. there, there are other things, like, you know, if someone's tall, then they're mm-hmm. probably going to do better in the NBA than someone who's short. And nobody's just like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's heightism or, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> so, but, you know, I don't know. Um, I Currently, I don't think it's a big enough problem. Mm-hmm. I, and I think people are just, like, blowing it way out of proportion where they'll just mm-hmm. like look at one incident and then say, oh, well, the whole country is going to hell, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, mm, you know, so, but, you know, I don't, like, I, I think it would leave a bad taste in my mouth if there was, 
you know, someone who was a man, and then he joined the women's sports, and then he just, like, broke all the records. Mm. Like, that that might, like, I, I'd feel like, I, oh, that that's kind of, that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, like, and it's also kind of, like, I think it's a non-problem, and it's, like, you know, people have some, some weird some, some supposition of transgender person, like, it's like, are you, do you really think a man would go through all that trouble, risk his 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 well, his like his reputation with non-allies, and face all the prejudice just to win at a sport that no, well, most people don't care about? <laughs> and though I call it the air butt problem, it's like mm-hmm. people are scared of a of a phantom issue. People shouldn't be scared of dogs, who, you know, join the, the NBA and kicking an ass. Mm. It's a non-issue. It's an imaginary problem. So, I just think that oh, I I have a insane fever dream um, experiment that we should do more um, mixed gendered uh, sports, mm. like you know mixed gendered tennis, or like let's say competitive tandem biking. I'm down for that. Yeah. You know, I'll do that. that or just other cool. things. Right, and that would be kind of a lot more interesting because that would also kind of like kind of be put a different light into it it's like so you know so okay so let's kind of like play with the gender thing around it's like okay so like what if you got like uh, you know these kind of things going on where it's not just about physicality but strategy or like you know let's just say like beach volleyball that's with you know mixed gender that would be really interesting to me hmm so yeah yeah, so cool. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're gonna get rich, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. So okay. Um. As uh, for those of you who may not be um privy to it, uh, one of the running themes to our podcast is um. Uh, seeing the world from an Asian American perspective, and so you know, we like to kind of explore the issues a little bit. So I had one that I want to talk to you about today about um, stereotypes and breaking them down. Hmm. And so, you know, all, you know, Americans have a lot of stereotypes of, of Asian people, um, and it's kind of based on usually old archaic ideas as well. Hmm. So. You know, let's talk about them. What are some stereotypes that you <laughs> find to be actually true? Uh. Mm. Well, one of the stereotypes that I think is more true is that Asians are good at math. <laughs> not, that, not, not, not that I'm good at math, but I think... <laughs> The the idea is that it's one of the few um, it's one of the few subjects that transgens uh, tra- transcends uh, transcends um, language. So when you have a lot of like Asian immigrants and they come to America, uh, you know they can't do science, they can't do you know social studies uh, because it requires language, right? But uh, I guess science you can do some stuff, but like uh, but like with math, it's just numbers. Right, and so and math is the same here as it is in other you know other places in the world, and so if you put up a math problem, 
they probably already studied it, and because I guess, uh, like, yeah, they. I I think math education in Japan is higher than in the U.S. So I've had many people that, uh, you know, they they're in junior high school and then they go over to America and then they they see other junior high school like they they visit junior high school and then they're just like, oh, we did this in elementary school. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, so, so I think the, the speed of school. <laughs> yeah, I think the speed that they, you know, that they learn is much higher in a lot of Asian countries. And so when they come to America, it's like, oh, this is easy. I could do this. So I think there is some truth in that, but I don't think it is as prominent with like Asians born in America, because mm-hmm. Asians born in America don't really have that. Like we, we are. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm bad at math. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know what? We do percentages. Like, hold on. <laughs> Let me just check with Google first. <laughs> oh, but you know what? I thought I thought was interesting was that in Japan they we they go up to ten by ten uh, for the time uh, table. But in America, ooh. I remember we went up to twelve. Yeah. Did you also go up to twelve? Yeah, man. I know twelve times twelve is one hundred forty-four, but that's what yeah. it. But why the hell? What's with that? <laughs> like, that's a weird number to stop at. <laughs> oh, what about the figures? Doesn't they don't think about that? <laughs> but you know, I've I've heard. I, I forget where it was. Maybe it's India or somewhere. But like that, they they do it up to twenty. Weird. <laughs> that's pretty nuts. <laughs> I know it's useful, but mm. huh? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think a stereotype that I found to be kind of true is that Asians in general are hardworking, and it's because we, uh, it's almost like a confusion thing where like you know your role and you just you work hard and, and you do it because actually there's not much else to to do. <laughs> Don't think about anything else. Like you dedicate yourself to your to your thing, and almost uh, like I think a problem is that money is not just a means but it's some people goal within itself uh, well, a good friend of mine said like you know Chinese people just want to die on a top on top of a big bit of money <laughs> like that's that <laughs> yeah it's just you know that's all they know it's like leisure is is like leisure is almost done as a um, as a flex the show people like there's how much money I got back and you know throw caviar at you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just their thing and uh, you know and of course you know uh, I think a lot of Asian culture we show affection to children through sacrifice and so we work real hard to get, you know you know show them that we care by making their lives easy and luxurious and giving them what they want and so being that hardworking on one hand is nice it does provide you with material goods and such however there's a drawback to it all you kind of don't enjoy your life and you just kind of grit your teeth to the pleasantness and you get you don't you might actually you might not achieve self-actualization or just expand your mind because you're just trying to scheme and make more money all the time hmm hmm yeah, I think. Um, 
I think there's a part of me that is envious of people that fight to improve their condition. Because I don't think that's me. <laughs> like, but yeah, I think you do that. You you know you run your marathons and like you know you you be a good dad and husband and well, you know. I mean, well, like like I mean like working conditions. Like like hmm. for example, if if I if I was I was working at a place, and I remember I had this discussion with someone, but but like, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for people that strike. Hmm, like, interesting. Because I was like, well. You signed up for it. Just do your work. <laughs> and, and so, like, like that's kind of the camp I'm in, uh, where it's like, well, that that's ungrateful. <laughs> like, why are you striking for? <laughs> but like, interesting. But but like I like I understand why people strike, and I know that it's necessary, and I know that it's an important function, and I know that they are working to you know make working conditions better for everybody. And so I do, like a part of me is like, I wish I could be more like that, but I'm not. Because I just head <laughs> down and just work. <laughs> and uh, like, I'm not looking at the bigger picture. I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to take this. <laughs> like, they don't want to give me vacation. I'm just going to take it. You know, like, and so, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know if that's an, an Asian trait or not, but I think, at least in Japan, more people would be like that, where it's just like, why are you striking? Just shut up and do your work, uh, kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think you got a, I think you got something going on right there, because it's kind of like, again, probably harkens back to a Confucian type of thinking, like you're, you, you know your role. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you, 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 you move up in the world. And, yeah, like you're not supposed to, you know, rock the boat. You're not supposed to do mm -hmm. that. With Americans more like America was found on on rebellion, mm -hmm. and so it's in the, it's it's in the, written into the American DNA. Yeah. Um, I I do take the opposite side that you know I blame I think you know the the our society and late stage capitalism is this crushing <laughs> crushing people and that we can't evolve as a species due to a system where the most greedy and sociopathic people are rewarded. And the mm -hmm. rest of us are just pitted against each other to fight scraps. Mm. But it is kind of, it is also interesting because I also noticed some Asians, they they work because they want to become the oppressor. One day I'll be the one. Yeah, it's actually funny. I was I was talking to someone about that uh, the other day, because uh, like, he was like, uh, he so he used to work at this, um, I guess this company where they had to uh, secure uh, a lot of like contract or they had to. It, it's a security company where they would protect other people's assets, like uh, uh -huh. like their important things and stuff, whatever. And so uh, I said, oh, you know, that sounds like a really stressful job. And he's like. Yeah, you know, I was in my twenties and it's real stressful. But uh, but now, you know, I'm I'm forty, and so like I don't have stress no more. And I was like, <laughs> well, if you don't have stress, then you're giving people stress. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that's true. Very nice. All right. How about this? Um, what through your culture experiences? What is what is a part of the culture that really shatters a stereotype or an image of Asian people that you came across? Yeah, sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deep uh, I, I, if you want, I can buy time. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. Okay, mine is that there are ratchet people in every society. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I think the international trashy haircut is the bullet. Because <laughs> 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 no matter the culture, no matter the heritage, if I, if somebody's got a mullet, I, I you know I try to stay you know six feet away <laughs> and just be like yes I am obeying COVID protocols not because you have a face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you know we we did talk about that as well in the last podcast <laughs> in that um, yeah like and it was it was it had to do with uh with gender issues as well and i think the point that i was trying to make was that um that i think we have people on very far extremes of both sides so you have people that are extremely you know conservative people that are extremely liberal and the people that are extremely conservative are just like you know all gay people or whatever or all transgender mm-hmm. people or whatever or all you know mm-hmm. not people like me or like whatever and mm-hmm. on the other end, you have, you know, the super liberal people that are like, there are no such thing as bad gay people, and there are no such thing as bad transgender mm-hmm. people, and no such bad thing as, you know, a bad uh, immigrant or whatever. And the truth is, it's in the middle. Like, and as you said, everybody has ratchet people. <laughs> like, there are just <laughs> bad people in every single group, you know? That's and, right. Like, to pre- to pretend that everybody in the group is bad because of that one person is messed up, but to pretend that nobody is bad, I, that, that's also messed up. Like, I think you, you have to be able to say, yeah, this person was messed up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not all of them, but this guy, you know? And that, that, that was wrong, and he shouldn't have done that. Instead of, like, just jump to the defense and say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're transphobic or you're homophobic or you're, you know, you're racist or whatever. Because, you know, because there are bad people in every group, so that's right. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Very nice. So yeah, any uh, hidden parts of the culture that uh, the other people don't, you know, people outside the culture don't know about? Hmm. Well, I guess uh, you know people think that Asians are super like respectful and you know things like that but they're you know like especially kids they're not um <laughs> i i mean i guess it's like some some people are but like you know uh, uh one thing that surprised me was that people sleep a lot uh in, in like meetings and in classes and stuff and like 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 americans don't don't take that you know <laughs> so like I remember like I, I would get mad at my students uh, when they were sleeping in class I'd be like hey wake up and then the teacher would be yeah. like no, no don't wake them up it's okay it's like what do you mean it's okay 
it's not okay. This person's sleeping. That's rude as hell, you know? And she's like, oh, well, you know, he stays up real late studying and doing this and that. It's like, I don't care. This is my class. You know, I'm talking. You better listen. And not only is it, like, offensive to me, but it's like, if I let this person sleep in class, it's like saying, you don't have to be here. This class is just fine without your presence. You know, and that's wrong too. It's like, no, we want you here. We want you active. We want you participating. You are a part of this class. You are, you know, you are part of what we are doing here. And if you sleep, if I let you sleep, it's like saying, well, you don't even have to be here. And that's not nice, right? So, you know, so for like a lot of things like that and like, People like teachers. Like teachers are just as bad, man. Teachers are sleeping during like meetings and stuff. What's wrong with you, man? You're an adult. Man. Act like an adult, you know. But like, yeah, like people just really like sleeping during meetings. <laughs> actually, it was funny. There was a there was a politician lately. Uh, uh, actually, it's a couple months ago, but like uh, in Japan, and he was in the, I guess what would be the equivalent of the Senate. Uh, he was in. And the diet, and uh, and yeah, he was, he was sleeping <laughs> during one of the meetings, right? And, like the camera panned over to him, right? And, and so like, later, at a, at a different time, they're like, "You were sleeping during this meeting. We were talking about like this, 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 and this issue, and you were sleeping." And it's like, nah, I was. I do that when I think. <laughs> I close my eyes when I think real hard, and. <laughs> but like when you look at the video, he's like nodding off and like you know doing the swaying thing. It's like, nah, man, don't. Nah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so that that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you, man. I'm with you. It's kind of like when I'm doing the therapy, man. I do not like it when people eat. I am not down with that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I gotta, you know, to be diplomatic. Oh, you shouldn't eat. I, you know, because that that might make you choke. And I can't save you. No, I, mean, I can't. <laughs> like, oh, I'm rude, man. It's rude. I'm trying to help people. I don't want them to eat a bologna sandwich and I'm trying to help them. <laughs> I'm not about to eat some, like, Popeyes and like, take some shots while I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's to me it's like the equivalent. Should, you know, don't take naps. Don't have your food when you're trying to have doing something formal. You know, mm-hmm. come on, everybody. It's a life. It's a life hack, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, you got any entertainment recommendations? Um. Okay. Yeah, I do have a recommendation. Uh. Like, so I, I had been sick with COVID for a while, and so I had a lot of free time uh, to watch Netflix. And I started watching this um, this show called First Love, and it's a Japanese drama. And it's very Japanese drama-ish. It's like, like kind of like a Korean drama, I guess, but I've actually never seen a Korean drama, but that's what I said about this one. Uh, but so it's the, the story is uh, called First Love, and um, it's about this couple and you know their their relationship and uh i i don't know it, it it's it's told over a long period of time and so it jumps back into the past and into the present and stuff like that uh but i thought it was uh you know it, it was 
it was, it was cheesy in, in a Japanese drama fashion. But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes I like that. So, <laughs> so if you like cheese, then you know you might enjoy it. It's a it's a love story, um, and it's you know ten ten episodes long or something like that. So, and it's called First Love because it was inspired from the lyrics of uh, the Utada Hikaru song, A First Love. So, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, it's, yeah, that's a good song. And it's also kind of weird that that, talk, that song also mentions smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, whoa, back in the 90s. Yeah, but that, that was actually uh, included in, in, the, uh, in the drama, so, yeah. Oh, mm. controversial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, nice, nice. Um, my recommendation, I think I will recycle from the last episode, is an audiobook called Impact Winter. It's a post apocalyptic vampire story. And at first I was like, ah, oh, man, this is kind of like a YA novel. Not that the YA novels are, novels are bad or nothing, but I'm like, oh, it's going to be about. This and this, this, but it started like trying to make different choices and like make the characters more fleshed out. And I really enjoyed it. Um, there's two, I guess, volumes, so to speak, out. It's been really entertaining. Um, an actress I really enjoy, Bella Ramsey, is in it too. She played um, um, one of the leads in The Last of Us, and she did an amazing job. And so there's a lot of. Um, interesting star power in it um the, the the you know the sound effects are really cool the voice acting is really good some of them are kind of weird and like it's like it's like one of the more like uh one of the main characters this he has a strange thing going on with his voice a little bit i'm like and the speech with all just like hmm what does this mean does he just have cotton balls in his mouth or something and so <laughs> i just but still it's a good series um it, it it did go in a direction I wasn't expecting, and so um, if you have a uh, an audible subscription, it's free, and I recommend it. <clears throat> Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Got any other random thoughts to to, to flesh out today? Uh. Well. Yeah. So this is about um, music, and there is something. Well, I think it is interesting that I did. Um, so when I had studied uh, abroad in Kyoto, that uh, it was the year that uh, the Linkin Park album Meteora came out, mm. and I listened to that album like a billion <laughs> times. Just like I listened to it nonstop while I was in Kyoto, and like, and after I came back to the States, I stopped listening to the album. And I, I, so yes, and because I wanted to preserve it, and so, like, I, I hear, uh, I guess there are a couple songs that slip through the cracks. Like, I guess you know some of the bigger ones. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but yeah. So like, uh, you know, you'll hear it on the radio, so it can be helped. But, uh -huh. uh, but, like the other songs on the album, like I have listened to maybe only. A handful of times uh, since 2002 <laughs> and the idea is that I want to preserve it so like when I go to Kyoto then I'll listen to it 
and then it's like, oh, snap, and it brings like everything back. Yeah. And, and I really wanted to, to keep that kind of like in a, in a glass jar kind of thing, you know? So mm-hmm. where it's like this encapsulated this part of my life and I'm only going to bring it out occasionally because the more you bring it out, you know, the more it, it dulls the experience. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, and so that's what I have been doing with that album. Uh, like, I, I haven't heard a lot of the tracks on it, even though I really love the album. Um, but uh, sometimes when I do go to Kyoto, then I'll listen to it. And it's like, oh, shit. And, you know, it's, you know. But, um, yeah, so I, I thought that, that was a, a kind of an interesting thing I've been doing with that. But, like, I, I think it's interesting how the senses work like that. Um, I had, I don't know where I was. I, I was somewhere. But then, like, I caught a whiff of someone's shampoo because they, like, passed yeah. by me. And... Uh, like, it reminded me of, you know, one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> because I guess she used the same shampoo, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, and it was crazy because this person just, like, walked past me. I took a sniff and she's was just like, oh. And it brought me back. like, And it, it was just, like, so nuts because I, you know, I obviously haven't smelled that in a very long time. So, oh. uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting how the senses will do that, and uh, I wish there was a better way to preserve stuff like that, you know. Yeah, um, you know, when you mentioned like a special album, that like uh, there's two that come to my mind. One is the Amphlo album, which did all these collaborations, like with um, Emily or um, Chemistry or um, Bonnie Pink. That to me, that's like my Japanese album. Mm. And I, you know, I don't revisit it too much because that one really brings me back mm. to all, you know, my life there and how, you know, one of the most amazing times of my life. Mm. And another one was um, Nujabez's uh, Modal Soul. And that was, that's my favorite, like, lo-fi hip-hop um, mm. album of all time. And again, that just brings me back to everything. You know, all the memories just, you know, if I could, it gives really, it's, it's so vivid. I can just mm. have my own like personal music video going on in my head if I mm. listen to that song, those songs. So you know, I get that. Um, people, and it memory is a very inter- interesting thing. Um, it's not just one part of your brain that controls memory, but it's so multi-sensory. Um, there is a thing called reminiscence therapy where you bring back. Um, for people who are, you know, older and have hard times remembering, you just bring them artifacts of their past, of their youth, and it could be, you know, food or scents or anything, and it kind of jocks them back, and just it can get them to where they're going, they will, you know, get them talking again. So, you know, it's it is funny when these things hit you. And it's like, oh man, like I would have done this, you know, like you know, like the Japanese curry, um, so. It is, it is, it's, you know, it can come out of nowhere, so it's cool that you had that kind of sensory experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I've been thinking of, like, preserving certain albums, like, every year. So, like, I haven't started, but, like, I, like, it just came as an idea, like, oh, maybe I should do that for, like, every year. And so this will be, like, this year's album, or, you know, and then I'll, I'll do it uh, over a long period of time, so that might be interesting. 
Yeah, it's kind of like um, what Star Lord uh, in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, cool. I like that. Very nice. Let's see. So, let's go. Um, anything else before we go to our regular segments? Uh, that's all I can think about. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's go on to rant. Okay, mm. you got a rant loaded up. Uh, it's not really a rant, uh, but this is, I guess, um, a, a, a life hack, although I don't like saying that, but, <laughs> but, um, but it, it's something that you could do, uh, or something that I do that I have found very useful. Um, so, uh, I get a lot of bugs in my house, uh, like spiders and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I kind of live in the countryside, and so mm-hmm. one of the best ways I have of capturing spiders is to use the um, the clear uh, CD spindle case. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, if you yeah, buy a yeah. pack of like 100 like blank CDs, yeah. and then it comes with like a, a you know circular, uh, yeah, then like in a dome thing, right? And uh-huh. it's usually clear. So, yeah, I use that, and then I'll just like put it over a spider. And then, you know, I slip a paper under it, or like a piece of cardboard under it, and then you, like, I'd, I could take the spider outside and just uh, chuck them into the yard or something. So, yeah, so I think it's it's pretty useful. Uh, like, because there aren't a lot of uses <laughs> for these kind of... Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, no one buys blank CDs anymore. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like it because it's see-through, so you could definitely see that you caught it and, and you know you know for a fact that it didn't slip away somewhere and uh, yeah so that's that's my pro tip for everybody who wants to catch and release uh, the spiders in their house oh very nice very nice okay I like it but my... how about you <clears throat> well um, I'll try to think of a new one so my new one is why do people have such bad oral hygiene? It is. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, now that I've mentioned it, I just remember our very first episode where we talked about brushing teeth. <laughs> oh, uh, was it that um, that uh, uh, brushing teeth was like a, a sweet tooth toothpaste? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I remember. Yeah. And then you said it was like uh, brushing your teeth with candy canes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, would just people just walk around and just like they drink some old coffee, and like I've I've witnessed this like or smelled this in different places like. Um, when I was working back over there, I remember the the, the vice principal was talking to me one time, and I'm like, my my eyes are gonna water because they're so bad. I'm just like, oh yeah, I gotta go. Like, so. <laughs> mm. Even like kids, man. <laughs> mm. I ran into little kids like, like just like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> I've been licking your feet, I'm just, what's going on? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, 
I think, you know, if we just pick, get a teeny bit of mindfulness, we can get a dead gist of how we're, we're smelling. And I did hear that, like, a good test is to, like, you know, lick the back of your hand, wait for it to dry, smell it, and then you can kind of get a dud of, like, how your breath do it. So there's my life hack right there. <laughs> ah. Well, you know, I think the pandemic might have helped with that. <laughs> when people were putting masks on and then they were just, like, stuck with their own breath. Like, I, th I think people kind of noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like, exactly. The pandemic wasn't all bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thousands oh, of people God. died, but <laughs> it led to better oral hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It's important, everybody. <laughs> all right. You got a shout out? Okay. Um,. No, actually, I don't have a shout-out off the top of my head. Oh, wait, I'll cool. just recycle my shout-out from last time. Good. Uh, I think. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my shout-out goes to my... I don't know what he would be. Uh, my... He, he's... In relation to me, he's my wife's cousin's son. And, yeah. So, uh, he got married uh, in July. And... June, July, oh, whatever, but yeah, and you know, he had a nice wedding ceremony, it was beautiful, it was very fun, like I love going to weddings, and everybody's just so happy, and uh, you know, it, it was really interesting, it was, it was great to see a different side of him, and it kind of, I, I don't know, like I'm not like super close with him, I mean, we meet, you know, maybe two, three times a year, and, you know, he's, he's a cool guy. Uh, he studied in Australia for a long time, so, you know, he speaks English really well, and, you know, we just, yeah, you know, we get along. But, um, you know, yeah, just being at his wedding ceremony, there were all these pictures of, you know, him and all of his friends, and, all, you know, doing all these, uh, you know, amazing and, and crazy and, you know, strange things. And it was like, and it was, it was interesting to just see another aspect of his life that I don't normally get to see. And, uh, you know, he, he was really, really, you know, he looked really cool. His, his wife looked beautiful. Uh, it was a wonderful ceremony. And so I'm just very happy for them. Uh, I'm going to see them next week, too. So that's going to be super cool. Um, cool. So, yeah. So a shout out to him. I don't want to give out his name, though, because maybe he doesn't want his business to be known. <laughs> but, yeah. But my, my wife's cousin's son, you're the bomb. Nice. I like that. All right. Uh, mine goes out to another podcast, um, an NPR podcast called Hidden Brain. It's uh, a a podcast about sociology and psycho psychology. Um, every year they do a series called U 2.0, which is about self-improvement. And I think everybody could um, do some self-improvement. And um, the latest one is about kind of slowing down and really enjoying the moments in life and some really really interesting and profound things were were said like it's people have this view of that pain chases you but you taste pleasure I'm like huh and so that really made me think about how i've been feeling and how i've been and trying to like go navigate life and I just think it's just really interesting because I, that these kind of podcasts really help develop my thinking and, and help me challenge the way that I've been running my life. 
and be having be be more self conscious and self aware to try to be the best person I could be, and and I keep telling people it's 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 okay to like dumb stuff, but that you can only like dumb stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> and just like you're kind of investing yourself a little bit into something that could really help you know develop yourself would be worth your while. So hidden brain is uh, a really fun and easy way to to start getting into that kind of mindset. Yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while, but yeah, I I remember when I did that they they had really good episodes and yeah I, I agree I I like that uh, I do think uh, everybody could use a bit of self improvement and I think it's also interesting that you know like there's so much new research. And like so much new information, and it comes—it's coming out at such a fast pace that if you are not studying, like, if you, like if you are not constantly keeping up and studying, you're just gonna have like the oldest, just like outdated, oh, that's been proven wrong kind of news. And because I remember when I was in in school and we were studying psychology, like I, I took a psychology class, and you know we were looking at studies from like the '80s. You know, and like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a student in the '80s, you know. <laughs> uh, so like all of the research was super old, and so a lot of the information that I have is from that. And it's like you know uh, Pavlov's dogs and and stuff like that, right? <laughs> you know, uh, the the conditioning and all that stuff. And there have been a lot of advances in the field, and there have been a lot of new information. And yeah, like if if you don't keep up and you know update your knowledge then you are going to fall behind and you're just going to uh be pretty much irrelevant because you'll have so much like wrong information in you so exactly yeah. i exactly. i like that shout out that's a good one yeah okay. so um yeah uh speaking of, oh yeah first let's uh um give the people our uh plugs ah okay yes uh so uh, we are Serial and Beer, and we can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our host. Um, <laughs> I always forget our host. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, One guy. <laughs> uh, Potomatic. Potomatic. Yes, they, they are our host. But, yeah, but uh, we also... Uh, uh, we have the honor of being on uh, the Walker AC Experiences uh, page as well. Uh, and your friend, Adrian, uh, has been very, you know, very helpful, very nice, and in, in that he's been putting our podcast on his uh, page as well. So, um, actually, I think uh, Adrian might be here. Uh, well, yeah. if you're here, say what's up. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, cool. What's uh, up, man? <laughs> Nothing much. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Jeff. Kevin, as always, um, this is Walker AC, and to you, my friends. Yes, both of you are my friends. Uh, it is Adrian. Thank you, guys, uh, very much for having me on. Very briefly here, this is your show, and I'm enjoying uh, listening to it and uh, a brief participation. Um, I do have a shout out and a rant, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, perfect. Bonus. <laughs> Excellent. 
Hey, this is bonus content that you know that, that we're all paying for. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, Jeff, you mentioned spiders um, and a nice way to a nice way to catch spiders. And that was pretty awesome. Um, a very quick quick story. Um, when me and my fiance at the time got our apartment, we were set up. Uh, got our bedroom set up. We're laying down watching TV. I felt a small pinch in the back of my leg. I didn't think too much of it. Um, mm. A couple of days later, it swole up until the size of a golf ball. And the doctor told me I got bitten by a brown a brown recluse spider. Mm. Those are oh, poisonous. No. <laughs> yes. So come to find out. I couldn't see the back of my leg, but the doctor, you know, showed me a, a mirror and everything. And there was three small puncture wounds on the back of my leg that he gave me medication for. And he let me know that the wound is going to open up. And I didn't realize what that meant until like two days later. Um, literally, um, not to get too graphic, folks, but three pieces of dead flesh fell out of my leg a couple of days later. Ugh. Mm. Oh. Yeah. All you need to complete the story is that a bunch of spiders came crawling out. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was terrified of that. I mean, I slept on a couch for a couple of days after that. But uh, mm. yeah, the doctor told me he goes, you know, if you didn't catch it in time, it could have been a whole lot worse. You know, you have three small holes in your leg, but it is going to close. But you know, keep it clean and all that fun stuff like that. Um, mm. So that's my little spider story. So I'm deathly afraid of spiders. I'm six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds. Big, rough black man, allegedly. And yeah, I'm terrified of spiders. Um, <laughs> second little rant is uh, Kevin talked about bad breath. And while producing your show, I tried so hard not to giggle snort during the whole time you were talking about bad breath because I tried so hard not to laugh to mess up the flow of the show. Um, I have a humongous phobia of bad breath. I'm always brushing my teeth. I'm always flossing. I'm always chewing on mints because I had one person told me and they're like, Adrian, you have dragon breath. And I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, your breath stinks. I'm like, Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, it kind of stuck with me for a while. So uh, those are my two little stories. And, uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for having me on briefly. And, uh, no, it is, it is my honor to, uh, post your, so post your show on uh, the Walker AC network. I do appreciate it. Yeah, and actually, to to go back to your story, like, when when was it that you got told that you had dragon breath? <laughs> uh, I got told this back in high school, and I'm wow, forty seven. Okay. Still, it's still with you. Oh, it's brushing your teeth. Now. It sticks wow. with me. I brush my teeth two to three times a day, gargle with mouthwash, because I'm such a a uh, smell kind of person. I don't know the right terminology for it, but I always like to try to smell good. And try to, you know, I don't know. Because once you encounter someone with bad breath or bad body odor, if you encounter them again, you're expected to smell that same thing over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah. So so I try to uh, maintain a sense of hygiene because I've encountered people with uh, bad, bad funk. Like from under cheese, from underneath, like a septic tank behind a dumpster, I've had those bad smells. And I, ne- I, ne- you know, I never want to smell that ever again from anybody. Mm. Okay. Huh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of halted the show now, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, what do you say when we, you know, you got the image, uh, the, the, I guess the mental scent of like a bag of burning hair in your, in your nostrils, you know? <laughs> yeah, or, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, someone licking feet, that's, that odor, ugh, can't even, can't even fathom that. <laughs> but hey. Don't be lured to that. If that's your thing, no problem. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, and uh, I, I would like to mention that um, I enjoyed your last podcast, the one about, uh, I, I think it's your last one, about uh, the different foods that you guys have eaten. That was really yeah. interesting. So, uh, in addition, if you know, you have a chance, I'd like everybody to go ahead and check that out because it was pretty interesting. Uh, so, yes, yeah, yeah uh, I thank Kevin for that one because, um, you know, Kevin had all the material for that and he had, he has the um, exotic uh, palate for that type of food and that made me um, expand my mind more to try out something new. So, I mean, obviously I give all the credit to Kevin, you know, I, I give all the credit to Kevin for that, uh, for that particular show. Well, well, you know, it's it's just I'm a non-stop eating machine. <laughs> it's a side effect. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention horse. Oh, the raw, damn! The raw horse that we ate. <laughs> oh, how could I forget? How, how could I forget the sea biscuit special? <laughs> okay, I, okay. I mean, not not to stretch this out for too long, because I understand you guys have obligations, but I have to ask, Kevin. Horse. Yeah. A. What part of the horse did you eat? B. What did it taste like? And C. Where did you get horse from? Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna need your help with this, Jeff. Oh. Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't know what part of the horse it was, but it was actually raw horse too. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's called uh, basashi, uh, and um, yeah, sometimes they serve it at Japanese restaurants. So we had it at this. Um, uh, it's it's called an izakaya, so you just get like order all these like small dishes, and uh, yeah, we we just we're like raw horse. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> it can't possibly be a real raw horse, and, but it was. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it tasted like. I think it was just. I mean, I'm not a fan of raw meat in general, <laughs> uh, but it, it wasn't so bad. Um, I, I don't think I would order it again, but I, I don't like I don't think it was anything special. So. It's not gamey. It's yeah. it's like it's definitely doesn't taste like chicken. You know, you eat horse. So it is kind of a subtle. It's yeah, it's a subtle savory flavor. It's a, like it's more akin to I would dare say beef when you can you know when you think about chicken, beef, fish, or pork. So it's a little more like on the beef side a little bit. But yeah, it's in other cultures. It's you just go get some horse and have some beer. <laughs> wow. Now I mean, uh, was it uh, was it an expensive uh, dish to try, or was it just like any other? product that you would buy like a burger or a fish or, or anything like that yeah it was pretty cheap i think yeah uh, yeah i think it was maybe like seven dollars <laughs> for you know a few thin slices <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 
Look at your chicken cartilage and you're your raw horse. <laughs> that, that that's definitely interesting um but yeah um i will uh, i will uh, gracefully bow out and i'll let you guys uh, finish recording um i just want to pop in and just say hi and just be part of uh the serial and beer podcast because like i've told kevin a million times i am a huge fan and i love it um i anticipate you know when new episodes come out once a month and I bug Kevin half to death uh, when when next episode is going to be released. So I'm like a small child to Christmas because I just can't wait for it to come out. And uh, and in the last show we did, uh, I felt that I didn't contribute as much. But once again, that was my own little thing I had to I had to sit with. So, but once again, thank you guys for for, for letting me sit in. I do appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you very much for coming and for yeah and for participating as well. Oh, not a problem. To hear from you. Not a problem, guys. I'll sit back and let you guys, uh, you know, finish up. All right. All right. Well, actually, I guess that's about it. So, uh, yeah, next month will be September. Uh, respect of the age today is coming up in Japan. Uh, doesn't really mean much. Just to be nice to old people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a good rest of August and a good uh, September as well. And we'll yep. catch and you guys later. Yep. Like and subscribe to both Serial and Beer and the Walker AC Experience podcast. Tell your friends and family. Write to us at serialandbeer at hotmail.com. Uh, do we still have that address? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like to us and find out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sounds good. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, and then we'll catch you guys later. Bye.